The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of world peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. China is not our enemy. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China, but the United States and the rest of the world. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. China is a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. We want to see China rise. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world. China is going to eat our lunch Come on, man. They're not bad folks, folks. But guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, not they're competition for us. China is not our problem. We can help them with some of their problems. China is not a problem. The idea that China is going to eat our lunch is bizarre. And so, what are we what are we worried about? We talk about China as our competitor. We should be helping. Do you think, in retrospect, that you were naive about China? No. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no wonder he won't condemn the CCP crackdown, the violent crackdown on ordinary Chinese people that just want to live their lives and not be locked in their high-rise apartments. You look at the way they've locked down not just a small city, millions and millions of people in these cities, people trapped in their homes, in some cases locked in their homes, their apartments, and in the case of that uh, fire in the sky rise, killing 10 people, a little kid. And now they're, they're taking to the streets. They've had enough. And you have the silence, as they say, is deafening coming out of the Joe Bama administration. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We certainly appreciate you joining our growing audience. As you know, if you listen daily or watch the program daily, you can get to the live video stream of this show through our website that would be the trumpet trumpet.com just go to the trumpet.com forward slash live and you can see it every weekday morning at 11 a.m here in the central time zone of the united states S speaking of the united states they play just after the show sam we should run a live feed as soon as we conclude today take you right into the us of a playing uh, iran for uh, a ticket into the what do they call that? The, the final 16? Whatever it is. So anyway, if you're a soccer fan, that's coming up shortly after the show. So much to get to, though, in the next hour. The Maricopa County, the certification yesterday, even though there's this outpouring of discontent, people in Maricopa County are angry and upset with these election officials that sit there and hear their complaints, and yet they just go right ahead. You can see why these communists, they, they, they cheat right out in the open because they know. They know if they just play the waiting game after they get the cheat, after they complete the steal, all they've got to do is just wait it out for two, three weeks, and then they certify. They certify. You would think if any place in the world where they would at least have an automatic recount, it would be Maricopa County, given all of, but they can't even take time to recount. They've got to certify. They've got to go forward. We'll get to that and quite a bit more 
If we have time, they had a commission that investigated the Emergencies Act in Canada, the, the Trudeau crackdown on the, the uh, trucker convoy. That was back in the uh, early part of this year. Hard to believe it was way back in February. It seems, in some, in some cases, it seems like it was uh, more recent. In some ways, it seems like it was years ago, just because there's, there's so much happening from one week to the next. But, but just coming, coming back to this China crackdown, the CCP crackdown on their own people, this violent crackdown. And of course, this is, this is exactly what, this has been their history. And yet you see, it's so revealing, isn't it? The silence, whether it's from Joe Bama or, or the NBA or big tech, or Apple, or Google, or Nike, all of these people, these organizations, these institutions that are just pulling in millions and millions of dollars from China. Hollywood, what about Hollywood? You, you would think the big celebrities, the big stars would speak out, would speak up for democracy. We do it with Ukraine, and, and some would question whether Ukraine even is a democracy. But, but leave that aside. Where are all the calls for democracy? Ukraine, democracy, democracy. The midterm election, democracy. we got to fight for democracy. And then the democratic uprising in China happens, nothing. Everyone's quiet. They have nothing to say. Well, you can see from that montage that was put together by the RNC. He and his family have been on the take for years and to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. It's all there on Hunter's laptop, and yet no investigations. The DOJ's not concerned about that. A sellout. This is the government. It's an illegitimate one at that. But this is the government running the United States of America, and they're beholden to the Chinese communists of all people. It's unbelievable what's happening to the United States of America. The communist infiltration into the United States. There's a chapter on that, and he was right. And of course, I refer you to this as well. We've had this in circulation now for three, four months, the, the, the most recent version of America Under Attack. And this is a blow-by-blow, detailed take of what is happening and what has been happening in the United States for many years now. But we're reaching the point of peak infiltration. They just control they control everything except for the Supreme Court. We're certainly we're keeping our eye on the Supreme Court, but they're in control. And as I say, they know that with respect to, to elections, even on the local levels, they can just play the waiting game. Maricopa County is the biggest county. All the Republicans on the election board, they're rhinos. They just want to rubber stamp it on through. And in some cases, as you'll see, they're pressured to do so. One guy on an election board, this was in a different county in Arizona, but he said yesterday, yeah, I vote to go ahead and certify, but I'm doing it under duress because uh, I've been told that I'm going to be arrested and charged with a felony if I don't. So, so what's the review or the certification process all about if you can't protest it? This is supposedly, here again, democracy, democracy, democracy. These people are not. They're not pro-democracy. They're communists through and through. And so they support the communist uprising here in the United States, and they support, at the same time, the communist crackdown against a democratic uprising in China. 1.5 billion people 
And uh, John Kirby, they trot him out into the White House briefing room whenever it's pretty much above the French lady's pay grade. So here comes Kirby. He's speaking for the Biden administration, and he's asked a simple question. You know, what about, are you, do you have a position of support for the protesters? What is your position? What is the Biden administration's position? Listen to this exchange, clip two. I'm wondering, what is the president's reaction when he hears protesters in China chant freedom or Xi Jinping step down? The president's not going to speak for protesters around the world. They're speaking for themselves. So there's no reaction? These protesters are speaking for themselves. They're speaking for themselves. You can't get, there's no reaction. And his response is, they're speaking for themselves. So even the UK prime minister had a strong, at least some condemnation there for the CCP. None of that coming from the White House. What is going on in these authoritarian regimes? Why is it with the radical leftists in the United States? You go back to Barack Obama in 2009 and the uprising in Iran. He sided with the mullahs. And now there's an uprising in China and Joe Biden and all of his people and all of the communists in government and the deep state, they side with the CCP. It's so, as I say, it's so revealing, isn't it? Look at the other areas where we just plunge right into it and, and kick up dust and, and cause all this mayhem and destruction, the Arab Spring or, or Ukraine at the moment. So active, so involved. We have such a strong position. When the radical left takes a strong position in the Ukraine, you have to wonder why. But then, as I say, when there's deafening silence with respect to China, it's very revealing. Listen to Tucker as he responded to that clip from John Kirby. The protesters speak for themselves. Here's Tucker's take from last night, clip nine. The protesters are speaking for themselves. Haven't we spent $60 billion to prop up the corrupt government of Ukraine because they're on the side of freedom and democracy, even though it's not a free or democratic country? But that's the pretext. We're for freedom. But here you have people saying, hey, I don't want to be thrown in a concentration camp or starve to death in my own apartment. And the Biden administration can't even take their side? Really? They speak for themselves? They don't speak for the U.S. government? The U.S. government doesn't stand for basic human rights anymore? Really? John Kirby, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's hard to believe that's real. It is real. It is hard to believe it's real, that, that this is actually the, the current occupant of the White House. This is his position. You know, in, in Principles of Living, our freshman Bible class here at the college, we've been talking about the importance of a firm foundation and making sure that we're grounded in truth. We'll get into this more in the second segment. But you see what happens, as I say, they just, they're just tossed to and fro. I played the clip for you yesterday from that CNN reporter that says, yeah, it's, it's a really strong show of courage for these Chinese protesters to take off their mask. He wasn't saying that two years ago. Sam sent me a, a, a side-by-side -side headline from Sky News talking about these courageous protesters. Again, you get, you get mi mixed messages. The Biden administration has, has basically, their policy is just don't say anything. We don't want to offend the CCP. But there are a few journalists that are saying, yay to the protesters in China. What courageous protesters. And then for the ones that, that protest election fraud or that were protesting on January 6th, I mean, even in the headline from these news agencies, so biased. 
I mean, it's just editorializing in the first few words of the piece. As I say, Tucker opened with his show last night. His entire monologue was exposing this. Listen again to his program from last evening, clip eight. Shanghai is the largest prison camp in human history. So why is the Chinese government doing this to its biggest city? Well, no honest person believes it has anything to do with public health, because it doesn't, provably. As of Sunday, yesterday, there were no COVID deaths reported in China, a nation of nearly a billion and a half people, not one COVID death. So COVID is not a threat to the Chinese government. Political unrest, however, is a threat to the Chinese government, always has been, and that's the point. In China, as in the United States, COVID policy is not a public health matter. COVID policy is a tool of social control. COVID policy is a way for the people in charge to strip from their population the most basic civil liberties and remain in charge. That's very clear, and that's exactly why our leaders support what's happening in China tonight, because they'd like to see it happen here, too. That's what they want. Anything to, to, to empower themselves and to exercise more control over the population. He referred to Shanghai there as the largest prison camp in the world. People trapped inside of a high-rise so much so that they can't even get out if there's a blazing inferno. That's right. That's what happened. That's what triggered these riots. And now they're taking to the streets. Well, they're not even riots. They're protests. And really, the violence is coming from the CCP. It's amazing, as I say, how revealing this is. The, uh, the people that do speak out and then the ones that don't. Apple, the billion-dollar business, producing all these phones and, and, of course, producing a lot of their, their gadgets in China, in prison camps in some cases. Apple announced this week that it's limiting the use of the airdrop feature on its devices in China. And now, why, why would they do that now, at this moment? Well, protesters have been using airdrop to get around the government restrictions on the internet. Think of it, the government restricting internet usage? That's right, the CCP. They don't want information being distributed over the internet that would stir up more of these protests. So they want to crack down on that. And the protesters have been working to get around it using Apple, that's an American company, an airdrop feature. Now Apple says, you know what, we're going to limit that feature in China. From Fox Business, it says, protests have erupted across China in recent weeks against the country's zero COVID policy, but citizens will no longer be able to take full advantage of their iPhone's airdrop file sharing feature, which has frequently been used to bypass censorship and spread information about demonstrations. You see, the communist left, even here in the United States, have shown, their, their true colors have shown in recent years, they're not interested in, in the free distribution of information or free speech, not at all. If you're the opposition, they want you blotted out. So it's, no, it's, really, it's really quite obvious here. I mean, there's, there, it's no wonder they're siding with the CCP, Apple, Joe Obama, the NBA, big tech. It says here, under the latest software update, iPhone owners in China can only use AirDrop to receive files, images, and videos from other non-contacts for 10 minutes According to 9to5Mac, once the 10-minute window lapses, airdrop shifts back to contacts only automatically. So to Apple, I mean, it's, 
it's no problem if China continues building concentration camps or these mass COVID detention centers or these mass killings of Muslims. It doesn't matter. Just don't offend the CCP. Look, look, billions of dollars are at play here for Apple. Mil tens of millions of dollars are at play for the Biden family. And who knows who else in Congress? How many of these people are on the take? We had one congressman who was sleeping with a Chinese spy. That was revealed in recent years. No special counsel or investigation into that affair. He's still, he's still blowing hard in front of the, the microphone any chance that he gets. No investigations. Instead, we've got to raid anyone who's connected to Donald Trump. We've got to raid their apartment. Who's in control here in the United States? Is it just the, the old, you know, your grandfather's Democrat Party? This is a communist takeover, as is explained in America Under Attack. Call our operators, 1-866-930-3024. Richard Palmer had a piece uh, a little over a year ago about the woke left and the policies and what side they're on from one cause to the next. It says, consider the left-wing causes, big businesses, big business supports. When did you last see one of these companies stand up for light or LGBT rights in Iran or to speak out against slavery in China? Slavery in China. Doing the latter would hurt their supply chains. So Nike, Apple, and Coca-Cola lobbied Congress to allow them to continue to use Chinese concentration camp inmates. Well, they're helping to distribute and to build U.S. products. He says here, look at just how targeted these supposedly altruistic social efforts are, and it's not hard to recognize the monetary motivation behind them. That's right, you see it. That's why there's silence in Hollywood, at Coca-Cola, at Nike, at, in the NBA, Adam Silver, nothing. LeBron James, nothing. Steve Kerr, nothing. Greg Popovich, nothing. These people really and truly believe in their heart of hearts that it's worse. The atrocities are worse in the United States of America than over in China. Even now, even with this violent crackdown, even with Shanghai under lockdown, the most draconian lockdown measures at that, for more than 100 days, three months trapped in your apartment, it's a prison camp. And these radical leftists have absolutely nothing to say. I mentioned this investigation in Canada, the Emergencies Act inquiry. Uh, it just finished. Uh, Trudeau is going to stay in power. I mean, the, the communists in power, they're never in They'll have a, the token investigation. They'll look into it. And what was the big reveal? The big reveal in this inquiry is that it was Joe Obama working behind the scenes, telling Trudeau, you need a crackdown on this convoy. Joe Obama? You mean the American government told Trudeau, told Canada, that you better crack down on the convoy. This is dangerous. In fact, you, could, you should even freeze funds. This is in Canada. This was just earlier this year. We talked a lot about it on the, the program back in February. I'll play a clip here in just a moment. But, but according to this inquiry, Brian Deese, he's the director of National 
the National Economic Council, Biden's main economic advisor, and remember, remember Biden's government, they're all Obama people. So this is really Obama calling the shots. But this inquiry finds out that Dees, he's in communication with the Canadian finance minister, Christia Freeland. We mentioned back in February how she's cut from the same cloth as the Obama people, this woman. They're on the phone, and I mean, they're working out how they're going to crack down hard on the protesters. The protesters. So the radical left, the communist left, they're all for protests. If it supports their cause and their rule, their authoritarian rule, just look at the summer of 2020 and all of the cities of America, the big cities of America burning down, so many of them. And then look at the convoy. Look at the January 6th protesters. Look at the protesting that's now going on in China. And look at the very different response to those protests. In the case of the Canadian convoy, here again, what we now learn is what we told you on this program back in February. This is a clip from uh, the Trumpet Daily, February 17, uh, this year, clip 7. Is you see these prophecies regarding Jeroboam, an end-time Jeroboam. As many of you viewers and listeners know and understand, we're in the Jeroboam end. Donald Trump is coming back to power. But there's also another prophecy, the prophecy of Antiochus. And these two war against each other. These two administrations war against each other. And it's not just in the United States. As I said, as I said, it's also in Canada. Barack Obama, he was certainly instrumental. His team, anyway, was certainly instrumental in Justin Trudeau's political campaign the first time he was voted in as prime minister. The second time around, I think it was more by uh, some nefarious activity, cheating, as communists are wont to do. But here's Obama. He is tight. The Obama people, they're tight with the Trudeau people. It's Obama that wanted this Emergencies Act in place. It's, it's Obama who's behind what's happening in Trudeau's government right now. For sure. For sure. The way that played out in February, it, it was just another, I mean, another salvo in the Trump versus Antiochus war. We have a, a fair bit to say, say about that in the next issue of the Trumpet magazine. Powerful article my father wrote there for his personal Starting on page one, that's the January 2023 issue of the Trumpet magazine. Back in May of this year, we wrote, on February 11th, three days before the act was invoked, this Emergencies Act, this is about the Canadian convoy, Prime Minister Trudeau spoke with Joe Biden on the phone about the protest. Biden urged Trudeau to use federal powers to end the protests. Now, he comes out with some weak some weak statement saying that Kirby said yesterday, look, we have no position. Uh, we're not on the, we are for peaceful protests, except for the Canadian convoy, except for January 6th. I saw more footage this morning of these stooges in the January 6th protest that were obviously federal agents trying to stir up violence for anyone passing by that was just peacefully protesting. It was a total setup. And then look at the violent crackdown. These are communist tactics. 
people rotting away in jail. Tucker had an interview with the wife of a of a of an individual, a husband in jail for months, and he he's got stage three cancer. They they wouldn't even let him out to get some treatment. It's unbelievable. This is happening in the the Washington D.C. jail. D.C. Gitmo, as it's been called. The United States. Biden's calling these people, saying the people in Trudeau's government, hey, you got to crack down. You got to stop these protests. These are dangerous. These might be some Trump supporters. Says here a little further on, all of the blatant lies and treasonous corruption in America and Canada are done in the spirit of Antiochus. Here again, it's a war. It's a war. This is why people in power actively trying to destroy the foundations of our nations can tell a, bold, a bold-faced lie and expect to be believed. It's why every diabolical policy and tactic is used to cover up the treasonous actions of the government. To understand Justin Trudeau's motivations and actions in the Emergencies Act, you have to understand the link to Obama and the spirit of Antiochus. So this is what the inquiry has learned basically this week. End of November 2022. This was in the May issue of the Trumpet magazine and in the February programs of this show. Tomorrow's news today. If you haven't subscribed to the Trumpet magazine, you better do so. (laughs) It's free. There's no cost, no obligation. Ten issues per calendar year coming right to your mailbox every month, except for the two combined months at the spring and at the fall. But every month, the number 866-930-3024. I mentioned the, the, all of these shenanigans and, and nefarious activities going on in uh, Maricopa County during the midterm elections three weeks ago. And yet, no, no recounts, except for the races that were razor thin. It'll be interesting to see what comes out from that, that uh, state adjur- attorney general race, I think it is. But you listen to all of these people that were lining up early in the morning to get in there and to speak their mind. This is obvious corruption. People just looking straight up. I'll play, play a few clips here in a, in a moment. But saying, how can, you, how can this election board go forward with certification? without some kind of an investigation or at least a recount. Listen to Bill Gates. He presides over the election board there in Maricopa County, and he's a little hot under the collar as he stands up for his his colleagues on the election board. This is clip five. The integrity of my colleagues up here on the dais and the integrity of Stephen Richer were questioned over and over and over again. And I know this is not my seat. This is the people's seat that I sit in. But while I'm sitting here, I'm going to defend the integrity of these five men. But these are good men who are in public service for the right reasons. Again, this was not a perfect election, but it was safe and secure. The votes have been counted accurately. The, ele- the election officials, the integrity of these people is perfect. How dare you? Just ordinary Arizonans. How dare you question the integrity of the people on this board? This is a, very similar to what you heard in 2020. Chris Krabs and all the others saying this was perfect. Listen, and someone should have asked him, well, what's your background in cybersecurity? Well, actually, I don't have any, but I can tell you this. This was perfect. 
and the people working with me in my government agency, they can do no wrong. They can do no wrong. All of these flaws. So much of it was reported the morning of. How much, did, how much did that alone affect people and their willingness to just go out to the polls and vote on the day of? You're seeing these news reports. You know, all these, computer, uh, are, these computers are malfunctioning. The tabulating machine, there's, there's no paper. We've ran out of ballots. This is outrageous. And then, like I say, for the hearings, people just lining up doesn't phase the election board one bit. Listen to this from uh, from the Maricopa County election hearing, clip 10. Um, I worked as a registration clerk at the Dysart Community Center. On November 7th, we had a few issues with the printers, but uh, by the end of the day, we had everything functioning properly. On the 8th, we arrived for our shift at 5.30 a.m. When we started our equipment check, none of the site books would connect to the server. Meanwhile, voters began to show up and we started explaining to them what was going on. By 6 a.m., we had a small crowd, 10 to 15 voters, and we had to tell them we had no way of checking them in. They could either wait for the problem to be resolved or go to another polling location to vote. Most of them left. When we finally ran test prints and it looked like the issue was fixed, we announced that the polls were open and I checked in the first voter. It was now about 7 a.m. The first voter was checked in, but the printer immediately failed to print her ballot. We were officially in business, but we All were right, over I'm an so hour I'm so sorry. Your, your time is up. Thank your time is up. You only get two minutes. I'm so, so sorry, says Bill Gates. Cut him off. Move on. Just, you know, it's, t it's a token. We're, look, we're hearing the people's voices. Two minutes each. And then what? A few hours later, certified. Uh, it's perfect. Everything worked fine. Nobody was disenfranchised. Listen to this one who, who also testified for the two minutes, clip 11. I was a poll worker, and what I will say that I've seen is voters this cycle have, in fact, been disenfranchised because we, as poll workers, were not taught how to check out voters at our poll centers. And then at my poll center, where we literally had at 7 p.m. on Election Day, 675 people waiting in line. Of those 675, do you know how many came in? 150. Now, that's important because it's 7 p.m. This is around the time when polls are closing. So for all of these, these malfunctions, these mix-ups, you're talking about in this one location, hundreds of people that presumably were turned away. Is that worth investigating? Is it worth taking a little bit of time to sort this out so that people can have confidence in their elections? No! Just give them two minutes and then tell them all to shut up. We're going to vote and, and unanimously certify this election because we, says Bill Gates, are men of integrity. Can't even question it. Listen to this, uh, this uh, Maricopa poll worker, clip 12. I was also an observer and I can let you know that there were multiple problems going on. I think one issue that's kind of not being highlighted enough is that in drawer three, when the tabulate, when the polls close, when the last voter leaves, when um, the equipment is being taken down, when tabulators were opened, 
There were at one site in particular of someone I know, they did not separate drawer three ballots from the tabulated ballots. That's in the tabulator. In my particular um, site, they did at least initially try to rerun the drawer three ballots, but then at that point, and there was only two that ever, you know, took from, I don't know, the hundreds that they were trying to rerun, they commingled the untabulated ballots of drawer three with the tabulated ballots. There is no way to ever sort that and track that. Those are lost votes. Lost votes. Another another one, a poll worker, these are poll workers or observers. One said that the machines were not working the night before when they ran tests, but they went ahead and went ahead with it the next day. And then they knew it was gonna, they knew, they knew there would be machines malfunctioning. So where's the recourse to address any of these, these problems? Many of these problems. This was what Donald Trump <coughs> was complaining about in 2020. Once you certify, I mean, you can't go back. So as I say, from the radical left's perspective, just wait it out and then put intense pressure on the election workers. These are people of integrity, we hear. And just get them to certify, no matter the problems. This was from another county, Mojave County, one of the board supervisors there. Listen to clip six. Um, I vote I under duress. Um, I found out today that I have no choice but to vote I or I'll be arrested and charged with a felony. Um, I don't think that that is what our founders had in mind when they use the democratic process to elect our leaders. I mean, that's a serious charge. And if it's true, this is in the United States of America, not the communist CCP. Who is telling this man, you either, you either vote I, yes, or you're going to be charged with a felony. You're going to jail. These are communist tactics, and we're seeing them every day now, aren't we? This is from the Cary Lake War Room web, uh, website or the, the Twitter feed. We've been informed. That's The one you just saw was from Mojave. We've been informed the entire Yavapai BOS, with one Democrat exception, expressed a belief the election had serious errors, but we're told by the county attorney, deputy attorney, and county administrator they must certify today or face class six felony charges. See, yesterday, Monday, was the deadline. And so the radical left says, you must certify. We are not gonna let this drag out. Look, they'll play the waiting game until certification day, but when that comes, you certify. See, that's what they were doing on January 6th. There was time built in to do a 10-day review. That's what Ted Cruz and others were calling for. But because of the Fed surrection, they just, Mike Pence and others, just rubber-stamped it on through. Didn't even take time to examine the evidence of wrongdoing. Wouldn't even look at it. You can see why they play the waiting game, but they have some intense, some would say communist pressure applied when it comes down to certification day. Because once you get it certified, then you can't go back. They've completed the steal. CNN. Listen to this reporting, if you can call it that. Officials in rural Arizona County Monday delayed the certification. Here's one, one county that's standing up to the pressure coming from the communist left. Uh, it says here, by a two-to-one Monday morning vote, the Republican majority on the 
uh, Cochise County Board of Supervisors pushed back certification until Friday, citing concerns about voting machines because Monday was, a, was, was the deadline for all 15 Arizona counties to certify their results. Cochise's actions uh, could put at risk the votes of some 47,000 county residents and could inject chaos into the election if those votes go uncounted. <laughs> and listen to this, this storyline. In the lawsuit filed by the Office of Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, a Democrat who will be the state's next governor, so she's the one that ran against Carrie Lake. She ran for governor, and it's her office. She's now the Secretary of State. So she's using the powers of her state position as secretary to sue the people that say, hey, shouldn't we delay this some to look into it to make sure that, that Carrie Lake didn't win this? And you have the, the opponent of Carrie Lake suing that county. You can't make this up. You really can't. Listen to CNN. It says the standoff between officials in Cochise County and the Arizona Secretary of State's office illustrates how election misinformation is continuing to stoke controversy. That, that's, that's CNN reporting. It's like one tweet that I saw earlier today. When you turn on any of these news outlets, you don't get the facts. You don't get the news, the reporting on the news. You get the editorializing on the news immediately. This is CNN just saying this illustrates how misinformation really is impacting these elections and the people's reaction to it. This is CNN. They're just there to report the truth. They have no interest in dragging this out and actually investigating these acts of wrongdoing that, that many are testifying to, just like in 2020. Just hurry it along, certify, move on, and then just call them election deniers. Tell them they're conspiracy theorists. Go after them. Put them in jail if they, if they go to a January 6th protest. You see how it works. You can see why Elon Musk terrifies them. Because if, if he doesn't play the censorship game, well, they've lost one of the biggest platforms of social media that there is. Listen to this White House reporter as she basically sets the White House press secretary up a softball question and, and a leading one at that. Hey, what, are you guys planning to do anything about Elon Musk? Because, you know, he's, he's pretty dangerous. This is clip three. This is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about the, you know, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? So look, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's, what's currently uh, occurring. And uh, we see, you know, we see it with our own eyes of, of what you all are reporting and just for, for ourselves what's happening on, on Twitter. Uh, and we're going to continue to monitor the situation. What's astounding here is that's a member, that's a member of the supposed free and fair press basically asking the White House press secretary, uh, do you have a plan to, to control Elon Musk and Twitter uh, from spread? We don't want them to spread misinformation on that platform. That's very dangerous. She says it's, it's a critical moment. Elon Musk has come in there and said, look, 
I just want to make it a, a platform for free speech. I want both sides to be able to speak freely. And this woman, this, this reporter, that terrifies her. She's part of the regime, you see. It's so revealing, as I say, whether it's the Chinese protests or what they say and do following Elon Musk buying Twitter. They could care less if, if, if Bezos acquires the Washington Post. That's one of the most influential papers in the country. But see, he's one of the good billionaires. Elon Musk, very dangerous. Back to this CNN article, it says disputes over the results have erupted elsewhere in Pennsylvania, where counties also faced a Monday deadline to certify their general elections, uh, general election balloting. Local officials have faced an onslaught of petitions demanding recounts. It says Luzerne County in northern Pennsylvania deadlocked Monday on whether to certify results, according to multiple media reports. Election officials there did not respond to inquiries from CNN. Further on, it refers to uh, Arizona again. Um, another key battle, battleground state has long been a cauldron of election conspiracies. See, CNN has already decided. It's just election conspiracy. It's not even worth looking into any of this. So much for the free and fair press, right? They're, they're just uh, the, the propaganda arm of the Communist Party. This is from Margot Cleveland regarding Georgia. Initial data from the November 2022 general election indicates more than 25,000 Georgians may have voted illegally in the, the general election, and the problem appears poised to repeat itself when the voters cast their ballots in the state's runoff election for senator on December 6. 25,000 Georgians voted illegally, and then they've got a runoff coming up in, in just another week or so. And yet none of this... None of this is judging by the editorializing, the commentary that passes for news, you know, news gathering, giving you the news, the facts. None of this is worth looking into. None of this is worth examining. If there's a little bit of fraud here and there, well, that's to be expected. But on the whole, everybody got to vote, and it was a free and fair election. And in the words of some, you know, it was perfect. There was nothing wrong with it. That's what Chris Krebs said two years ago. Bill Gates says, you know, it wasn't perfect, but it was free, it was fair. It was fair. And there was no cheating. No cheating at all. Well, we'll see how that this plays out. Arizona, even the, the, uh, the uh, district, uh, what, the AG, I think, that race, that basically came down to 0.2% difference. If there is a recount in Arizona or in Maricopa County for that particular race, we'll see. It'd be interesting to find out about, uh, what was it, box three, that they were to put their ballots into, the ones that were commingled with other ballots that had been run through the tabulating machines. What a mess. Chaos. Chaos. Well, there was another segment I was going to try to squeeze in. I had it, had it for yesterday, but didn't quite have time for that either, the, the dinner that President Trump had with uh, Kanye West and a few others uh, that the media, they ran with that storyline. I think they're still going with it. And, and this shows how much Donald Trump evidently hates Jews. That, that's, really the, that's seriously the position that they're taking on Donald Trump, who has a Jewish son-in-law, a daughter who converted to Judaism, children who are now, now in the religion of Judaism as well. He moved the, uh, the capital of Jerusalem, or rather Israel, to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv, and on and on and on it goes. And yet, yet another narrative 
that shows that Donald Trump, he's this time, he's finished. They keep saying this because they know. They know that he's not finished. They're trying to finish him off. And so they come out with these attacks. It seems like every other day almost. That happened, I think, like, like uh, right before Thanksgiving. And then that was the only story, basically, over the weekend. Maybe I can elaborate on that further on tomorrow's show. You're listening to Stephen Fleury, and this is The Trumpet Daily. If you'd like to email the program, you can send us a comment, TD at the Trumpet. We'll be right back. The Trumpet Daily. The Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course is a distance learning program that makes the Bible clear and understandable. The Correspondence Course enables enrollees to learn what the Bible itself says about subjects that affect you and the world you live in. This fascinating Bible course highlights and proves what the Bible says about morality, war, religion, terrorism, and other current events, focusing on the root causes of this world's many problems facing man, as well as their solutions. The Bible and this course also focuses on the reason mankind was created in the first place, the way to happiness, accomplishment, and fulfillment as well as the truth behind important doctrinal questions, such as what happens after we die, the nature of God, the resurrection, the millennium, and other critical subjects. Enroll today in the Herbert W. Armstrong Bible Correspondence Course. Email your request to td at kpcg.fm or visit thetrumpet.com. The Trumpet Daily. We've talked a lot on this program in recent months about Satan's strategy to blot out the truth. He loves to censor the truth. We saw it in the lawsuit over Mystery of the Ages, where when we were going up against the Tkach administration, those that uh, destroyed Herbert Armstrong's legacy, or at least tried to, he actually came out and said, we have a Christian duty to keep Mystery of the Ages out of print. We've got that book right here on the the, uh, the table, to keep this book out of print. He said so. He wrote it out. <laughs> they, can't, they can't help themselves. We've just got to obliterate the truth. We've got to make sure that you don't have the other side, the other, the, you, that you don't have access to what the opposition is saying. Just take it from us. We'll worship. That's what the Bible calls it. And so, as I said in the first segment, I mean, we've in recent lectures with Principles of Living, we've really been emphasizing the importance of being grounded on the truth, a foundation of truth. In John 8 and verse 31, it says, Then then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. If you continue in my word. So we've got to stay with the word of Christ or the word of God, John 17, 17 says, Thy word is truth. It is truth. You've got to stay with or continue in the truth. They didn't do that in the Laodicean era of God's church. And so look at what, look at where that church and all of its members and former members are today, just scattered all over the earth in confusion. Every man doing what seems right in his own eyes. Just given to human reasoning, rationalism. 
Verse 32, it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth, the truth of the Bible, God's Word, the Bible, is truth. It reveals the laws of life. It reveals the way of God. And here Jesus said, You shall know this truth. Knowing is knowledge. God's knowledge. It says in, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 8, that if you're just out there acquiring knowledge without God's love motivating you, well, it's just going to be a vain exercise. But if you fill up on the truth of God, if you come and reason together with God, then that truth will, and you stay there, you continue there, as Jesus said, then that truth will set you free. This world is enslaved by ignorance and deception, lies, as you've heard so often in the first segment of this program. It's just engulfed in deception and lies. And Revelation 12 reveals the reason why. Satan, our great adversary, is he has deceived the whole world. That's in Revelation 12 and verse 9. So how, how grateful and thankful we just came through the national holiday here in the United States, Thanksgiving, last week. But among all the things that we have to be thankful for, and there's certainly a lot, even the physical abundance that many of us can still enjoy, certainly here in the land of Manasseh. But what about the truth of God? What about the spiritual food? It's easy to fill up on physical food, especially on Thanksgiving. But what about filling up on spiritual food, being fed to the full in God's family, in God's church, at God's college, uh, in the academy for our young people. I get people sending me emails all the time about the state of affairs in education today, modern education, just the filth, the propaganda. You can't even really call it education. But even if you're receiving food, even if you're filling up on truth, Satan is always going to be there to counterfeit the operation that God sets up or to try to blot out what it is you've accumulated or just to get you to not continue in the word of Christ. Notice what it says in Mark 1. This is when Jesus first started proclaiming the gospel. And gospel means good news. Jesus was a newscaster. He was there just preaching the truth about what was going to happen. He wasn't spewing propaganda like so many newscasters today. It says in verse 14, Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel. What was the gospel or the good news? The gospel of the kingdom of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe this good news. In other words, believe it, but you've got to act on it too. You've got to change Repentance is turning away from sin. Belief, it's not some kind of shallow belief alone. It's believing in Christ. Believing Christ. Believing the message of the gospel. In other words, walking by faith. Anchoring your soul to the truth. If God says it, then I know it's true. I don't have to doubt it. I don't have to question it. I just believe. I just know it's from God. And he knows more than me. He knows more than I do. You look at the world of traditional Christianity, you know, speaking of Satan's counterfeit, 
Here Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And what do they tell you in the traditional world of Christianity? What do they tell you about the gospel? That, well, they say it was just a, it was a gospel about Jesus. They just erase the father from the picture. Here, here the father is the head of the family. God is building a family. And they just erase the father right out of the equation. And they point everyone to Jesus, a false Jesus at that. And they say that's the gospel. They don't even talk about the message that Jesus preached. The gospel of the kingdom of God. They just blotted out. Satan's had pretty great success in blotting out the truth. I mean, we talk about it in the ter- in the as far as what's going on in our nations today, particularly in Manasseh and Ephraim, and what's happening with respect to this communist insurrection. But in the world of religion, it's the same strategy. I mean, even in the New Testament church. Christ established the New Testament church in AD 31, and then along comes Simon Magus in, what, a couple of years? And here Satan's already propping up this, this counterfeit religion. Read about it in 2 Corinthians 11. Paul just lists it out in detail. Yeah, there's false apostles, there's a false gospel, there's a false Jesus, and we shouldn't be surprised that, that, that Satan has ministers that appear to be righteous because Satan himself comes as an angel of light. That's all. That's in a first century epistle that God canonized in your Bible. And Paul was writing that, what, in 55 AD? This was just 20, 25 years after Christ's resurrection, Christ's crucifixion and resurrection from the dead. And already, here, here are these people, these converts. They were coming into the true church and actually learning at the feet of the original apostles. And already... Paul was marveling in the case of Galatians 1, saying, I can't believe they've turned away from the true gospel so fast. And, and it's not like there is another gospel. There's only the one. There's the one you read about in Mark 1, verses 14 and 15. The, go- the good news of the soon coming kingdom of God to be set up and established on this earth. That was the good news broadcast that Jesus Christ brought to this earth. That's the message that he preached. That is the truth. The word of God. Thy word is truth. That's the truth. If you stay grounded in it, if you continue in it, as Jesus said, it sets you free. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. Don't forget about the email feedback that we'd love to get from you. TD at the Trumpet. Thank you for joining us on today's show, and we'll see you tomorrow.